good morning i do hope in our smaller groups we have enjoyed remembering our lord and savior his sacrifice and his love for us on the cross and i pray that each of us in our smaller groups as we sit gathered we would desire to hear what the lord would speak to each and every one of us through his word especially in a situation and a time like this i want to read psalm 121 and i want to request all of you to turn your bibles with me to psalm 121 and probably we could read these verses together so if you could wherever you are seated open your bible to psalm 121 we'll read from verses 1 to 8 together psalm 121 i lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. he will watch over your life the lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore shall we pray father lord i thank you that in the midst of this chaos that you are not confused and therefore we ask you for the comfort that we require as you speak to us from this psalm i pray that you would bless the reading of this portion and that you would Work in our hearts and love us to hear what you have in store for us today. All of this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming Savior and King. Amen. Did you ever imagine a situation as the one we are in right now? Not being able to gather together as an assembly, but in our smaller groups. Have you ever imagined a day when we would not be able to come together? at wci but we would be sitting in our homes and this is because of the calamity that is going around in the world lives are being lost people are losing hope and at the same time it is quite difficult to get the real picture of the situation because of the rumors that are floating around you know i'm reminded of a verse in the gospel of matthew This verse in Matthew talks about the tribulation period on the earth when the church that is those who are born again is in heaven with Jesus. Matthew 24:21 says and listen to me carefully. For then there will be great distress unequal from the beginning of the world until now and never will be equaled again. I'll read it again. For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never will be equaled again you know when we think of what is happening or when we think of what will happen in comparison with what is happening right now the world has not seen the worst yet people have not yet experienced the unimaginable the events to unfold would be much more catastrophic than it is today that's what the word of god says never will be equaled again you know such incidents like the ones that we are going through right now could lead to confusion 
it could raise questions in our hearts and doubts in our minds probably like how the israelites felt when they were getting ready to go up the mountain we read from psalm 121 psalm 120 to psalm 134 is called as the psalms of ascents the going up the mountain you know when the people of israel would go up the mountain the mount of zion for the annual feast three times in a year they would sing this psalm just as they pack their bags and they get their kids together and as they begin their journey up the mountain to go up that mountain this is the psalm that they would sing and like those who are about to begin their journey up the mountain you too might be going through some tough journey right now psalm 121 verses 1 says i lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from i'm sure in the minds of the people of israel as they are going up that mountain they have a lot of questions in their hearts a lot of doubts in their minds and they are wondering what kind of journey it's going to be and my dear brother my dear sister my dear friend what does your journey look like right now probably some of you have loved ones family family friends who are stuck in places and can't get out or move around because they have to be quarantined and you are worried about their well-being probably you are thinking how would they buy essentials do they have enough to eat probably most of you have been told by your boss by your company that you need to work from home and that you might not get paid in the coming months and you are wondering how you would get by in the coming months children probably you are thinking just how in the world did your schools shut down and some of you got promoted without writing any exams that's just not fair you know i can confess that there is a little bit of anxiety that i am going through especially at this time as ruby and i are are getting ready to welcome a little baby into this world and probably while you sit there you must be wondering the same thing where does my help come from well the question in verse 1 if you look is answered in verse 2 it says the word of god says my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth and that's what i want to encourage all of you listening to us right now number 1 god will help us because he is our maker god will come to our aid because he is our maker you know he is the maker in the sense the creator of the heaven and the earth that's what the verse says my help comes from the one who made heaven and earth now i know that this is the most cliched statement we can use in a situation like this so what does this look like how can i apply this to my life how can i know that my help comes from the lord or how does this make sense to me that my help comes from the one who made the heavens and the earth well think of the unchangeable nature of god our maker remains the same even today you know hebrews 13 and verses 8 says jesus is the same you can say it with me is the same yesterday and today and forever he is the maker who created the heaven and the earth and all that is in it The word of God reminds us in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16 for by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by him and for him 
So my dear friend, dear CBF, think of the elements of the earth that continues to do the same thing since the beginning of time. You know why? Because God was the one who ordained it. You know, even though our situations have changed and things in this world probably got a little worse, well, the things or the elements of this world still continue to do the same. The sun continues to shine. The moon still comes out in the night. The stars continues to twinkle. Why? Simply because God was the one who ordained it to be that way. God does not change. And whatever he does will also not change. Think of that. Think of the unchangeable nature of God. I also want to encourage you to think of the unchangeable love of God. Because like his character, like his nature, his love also does not change. You know, in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 and verses 3, the word of God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. God's love is unfailing. And since God does not change, can I encourage you to think his principles also does not change. His promises will not fail and his love will always prevail. Whatever care or concern you might have in your heart right now, whatever troubles might be there in your mind, can I encourage you to lovingly place it into the hands of a caring father. Psalm 55 and verses 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Believe that whatever circumstance you might be going through, no matter how big that mountain may be, no matter how treacherous the journey in front of you, no matter how dangerous the situation, remember that God will help us. Why? Because God is our maker. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the one who made the heaven and the earth. Number two, God will help us not only because he is our maker, but because he is our protector. Not only is God our maker, but the psalmist explains to us that God is our protection, our protector. I want you to look at Psalm 121 and I want to read verses 3 to 7. Look into your Bibles as I read these verses. Look at verses 3 to 7. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Now look at that passage. Almost three times we see the phrase, the Lord watches over you. The Lord watches you. It means that he is aware of my situation. He is aware of your concerns and he promises protection. That's why the word of God says he will not let your foot to slip. Your foot will not slip. Remember, these are the same words that Jesus reminded Satan at the scene of the temptation. The Lord will command his angels to guard over you so that your foot will not strike against a stone. You know, when, it, when the word of God says that the Lord will not allow your foot to slip, God promises to hold us steady. It creates in us a sense of protection that the Lord our God does not get tired over watching over us. Isn't that beautiful? That my God does not sleep nor does he slumber. He does, not get he does not get tired. He does not need to take a break. He does not need a 10 second nap. He loves watching 
over us. You look at that verse again, it says he watches over Israel and that's beautiful. You know, I'm reminded in Psalm 33 and verses 18, the word of God says, listen carefully, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. And that's what the word of God says. God watches over Israel and God did watch over Israel and he was the one who kept them from death and he was the one who kept them alive in, in, during the time of famine. You know, when there was a famine in Bethlehem in the Old Testament, Ruth chapter 1 verses 6 says, The Lord has come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. It was the Lord who had stopped the famine and it was the Lord who provided food. It was not Baal. It was not the God of the Canaanites, but it was God because God is our protector. God was the one who many a times when the people of Israel went through famine, God was the one who stopped the famine and who provided food for the people of Israel. He is not only their protector, but he is our protector as well. But my dear friend, CBF, there's one important aspect that I want you to keep in your mind right now. God watching over us does not always mean deliverance. No. Well, God watching over us does not mean that you and I will not go through problems. It necessarily does not mean that God completely removes the problems. It rather means he promises to sustain us through the situation. In the midst of the problem, he provides more grace. In the midst of the difficulty, he provides more strength. And that teaches me to depend on him more. It means that I learn to trust in God, knowing that I, you, cannot change our situation, but God will help us go through these problems. Now, probably you're sitting there and you're wondering, well, wouldn't it be easier for God to just take away the problem? Wouldn't it be easier for God to remove the problem? Wouldn't it be easier for God to completely stop the virus? Wouldn't it be easier for God to just command and stop people from dying? Ease the situation. Well, this is where you and I need to understand one important aspect. Everything unpleasant that happens in the world is not the fault of God. Let me say that again. Everything unpleasant that happens in the world, it is not the fault of God. It is the result of sin. And sin clearly shows the depravity of man. I'll just explain that before I go forward. Even now as this virus is spreading, of course there are so many people, doctors, nurses, hospitals, neighborhoods, who have come together to help people at this time of need. There are people who are doing all that they can to give everything that they have to help those that don't have anything. And at the same time, there are those who are selling stuff at a higher rate. That is the depravity of man. There are those who shun people away who need help. And all of this is the result of sin. Everything unpleasant that happens in this world is not because of God, it is because of sin. You know, I'm reminded in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 18, the word of God says, The ground will produce thorns and thistles for you. This is how God had cursed the man and how the uh, cursed the ground and how the ground will ultimately be a hindrance for man. The ground will start to produce thorns and thistles, problems, difficulties, diseases. And you know the ultimate result of sin 
is death. Death for all of humanity. The word of God in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death. Well, because of sin that entered into this world through man and because of the depravity of man, we who are born in sin, we who live in sin without God will ultimately die. Eternal separation that has been reserved for you and for me. You know, I want to say like this, those who are born in sin, who live without God, well, their foot will slip. There will be no one to hold them. And the only thing reserved for anyone who lives a life without God is eternal separation. And I wonder if any of you listening to me right now is walking up that mountain on that journey without God. Well, I want to warn you from God's word. If your foot were to slip, eternal damnation is reserved for you. But God protected us from eternal damnation by placing the penalty of our sin on Jesus who paid, his, who paid that price on the cross. And when Jesus paid in the garden, uh, prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, did God remove the situation? No, he didn't. But rather God the Father sustained Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. He was there with him. He provided him strength. He sent an angel to come and comfort the Lord Jesus Christ. And this goes back to what I was saying. Well, the protection of the Lord always does not guarantee deliverance. It means he sustains us. And you know what? Jesus' death on the cross provides salvation to anyone who chooses to believe in him as their personal Lord and Savior. So Calvary Bible Fellowship, to those of us who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, He promises protection. Well, it does not mean deliverance, but He promises grace. He promises strength. He promises that your foot would, will not slip. Whatever situation that you are going through right now, the Lord promises to sustain you. He promises you grace. And the beauty about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is that His grace is truly sufficient. For those of you listening to me right now, can I encourage you to think about your relationship with the Lord? Do you walk in your journey, in this world, in this life, without God in the picture? Well, you are walking down a slippery slope. In the midst of the situation that we are going through right now, I want to encourage us that God will help us. Why? Because God is our maker. God will help us because He is our protector. And number three, God will help us because He is our hope. God is not only our maker, God is not only our protector, but God is our hope. I want to say in this way, God is our only hope. Look at Psalm 121 and verses 8. The word of God says, The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. You know, because the people of Israel trusted in God for their protection, they were able to go up the mountain, face the difficulties along the way, to do the one thing that they had set out to do. And that was worship God. That's why they were going up the mountain. Well, it was, it was not just to enjoy the view from the mountainside, but it was to worship God. That is what they had set out to do. And who was with them along the way? Well, God. God protected them along the journey so that they could do what God had entrusted them to do. Worship God. They trusted that God who is watching over them will take them 
forward and bring them back. That's what the verse says, no? They're coming and they're going. And they're coming and they're going is in the secure hands of a loving father. But it is not just for that moment, but it is for the future as well. That's why the word of God says both now and forevermore. God is their hope from the time that they leave their house to the time that they come back. God is their hope when they're going up that mountain on that journey. God is their hope when they begin to worship because they have nobody else to worship but God who protected them and allowed them to enjoy that moment being in the presence of God. God is our hope as well. You know, it's beautiful when you read Psalm 121 in that Psalm or in the Old Testament, the people of Israel went out, went, went up Mount Zion. They went to Jerusalem to worship God. But today, you and I are the temple of the living God. 2 Corinthians 6 and verses 16. They had to go to a place to worship God. But today, because of Jesus' death on the cross, wherever you are seated, we become the temple of God. We have access now into the holies of holy. You know, they used to go to Jerusalem, but born-again believers, the church, Calvary Bible Fellowship, those of us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we now look forward to the new Jerusalem, which is mentioned in Revelation chapter 21 and verses 2. And we look forward to the new Jerusalem. Why? To live with God forever. I want to read a verse. And if you could turn with me to Revelation 21 and verses 3. Revelation 21 and verses 3. This is what the word of God says. Listen carefully. Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Now look at what God says. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. No, nor will there be mourning or crying. Or pain for the old order of things have passed away. Isn't that beautiful? The reason why we look forward to the new Jerusalem, to God living with us forever and ever is that will be the day when no virus will ever attack us again. No longer will sickness be a part of humanity. No longer will any of us have to go through death. No more sorrows, no more crying, no more pain. This is the promise that the word of God promises to every single person who chooses to believe. And as you listen to this sermon, if you have not yet received the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, can, can I encourage you to lift your eyes right now? Lift your eyes and look at your maker. Look at your protector. Look at your provider and believe in the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross for your sins and live your life with hope through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, if any of you listening to me have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the one who created you and He promises to sustain you. But first you need to enter into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So wherever you are seated in your small groups, Somewhere else, you're listening to this somewhere. Can I encourage you to take a moment and confess your sins and ask the Lord Jesus to come and live inside? The word of God says to those who call upon the Lord, to them he has given them this privilege to be called his children. May these words of Jesus in the book of Revelation encourage us, CBF, to pursue him, to worship him while we sit at home. 
you know as we gather in our smaller groups i was just thinking let us look forward to the coming of the lord jesus christ as that day will promise us being able to worship him face to face i was thinking the situation in the following weeks might become more difficult it might become more dangerous maybe it's gonna be a while since we see each other again it's going to be a weeks till when we gather together as wcoi and john well, i'm going to miss seeing you sitting there in the front pradeep you chewing your nails well we're going to miss seeing each other for a for a short while while we sit in our homes so let me close with these words of encouragement and i want to quote the words of a song that you know very well that would encourage us to think of god being our maker protector and our hope and these are the words of a well known song and can you say those words along with me great is thy faithfulness o god my father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changes not thy compassions will they fail not and as thou has been thou forever wilt be great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand your hand has provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me can i pray for you our gracious god our loving and our living heavenly father we thank you that you are our maker we thank you that you created the heaven and the earth and we remember at this time your unchangeable nature you remain the same and your promises will never fail we are also reminded of your unchangeable love that you love us with an everlasting love and though our situations change because you have ordained and because you will never change we know that we can rest assured that god is still in control we thank you that you are our protector we know that you have delivered us from so many calamities in the past and if it is your will you will choose to deliver us from this as well but we know that whether deliverance comes or not you promise us grace and strength so teach us to to fall on the grace that comes from the lord jesus christ and we thank you that you are our blessed hope father i want to pray for calvary bible fellowship and for all our members in the church and for the churches in the in the world and for all of our family and our friends and people who do not yet know you that we would all be kept under the shadow of the of the almighty we pray that during the situation that we go through that those of us who know the lord would be sustained by your grace and those of us who do not know you at this moment would pursue to know you that the gospel would still reign supreme even in the midst of this calamity that we are going through and lord as we were reminded we look forward to your coming and if you were to return today what a joy it would be for us why because when you come it will be the end of all pain all suffering sorrow and sadness and tears but until you come we pray for grace and strength that we require thank you father for all that you've given to us and till we meet again at wcoi we pray that your grace and your favor would rest with us we thank you for our elders we thank you for our Uh, leaders we thank you for our church we pray for our families our singles our children 
and all of us will be protected by you. We thank you, Father, that you hear our prayer and we lift our eyes to the hills and we know that our help comes from God. Take all the glory, the praise and the honor. We thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus Christ's most holy, precious name, we ask and we pray. Amen.